Hey, T-Bone. Hey, Namu. How are you? Terrific, mate. What's going on? I'm getting really thirsty, mate. Really thirsty. Hey, do you like Christmas, mate? I love Christmas. What's your What's your favourite thing about Christmas, T-Bone? That's easy, Namu. Drinking cold, delicious, cheeky monkey beers. Ooh, cold, delicious, cheeky monkey beers. Where do you get those from, T-Bone? Mate, there's a couple of venues. There's the Margaret River Brewery on Caves Road, and there's also the Monkey... Bar and Vass. Monkey Bar and Vass. I believe you can get some toasty pizzas at the Monkey Bar and you can get the full lunch down at the Caves Road facility. Mate, and not to mention all those delicious beers. There's so many cheeky ones. IPAs, salty peaches, salty gallows, peaches. sherbies. I was on the sherbies last night. Fucking delicious. Delicious. All right, well, this is Cheeky Monkey. Here we go. G'day everybody, welcome to Barrel Surf Podcast, Namu here with you on a balmy, balmy Saturday afternoon in the southwest of Western Australia, co-hosting the show with me today as usual is the current single fin champion at the Margaret River Classic from about <laughs> 10 years ago, but he's still the champion, Ads Kennedy. Adzi, how are you buddy? Good thanks, yep, good to be here, doing another episode, cracking a cold beer in the hot Australian summer. So, uh, no, life is good. Here we are. We're in the shed quarters as usual. It is pretty warm in here, but it's uh, always good to be uh, back for the podcast. To my left, co-host, the recent semi-finalist and the over 45s. I think you made the top five for the year, didn't you, T-Bone? Haven't won a heap. That <laughs> I don't know. And the yelling up board riders, it's T-Bone. How are you, mate? Thanks, Namu. Great to be back here again. And um, yeah, we missed you last episode, mate. How was Rotness? Well, I'll tell you what, I had a little bit of uh, FOMO, actually, knowing that you guys were recording <laughs> the podcast, and um, no, it was really nice over there. It was uh, I did the mission over to certain bay, uh, starting with S, and um, it got absolutely skunked. It was one foot and onshore, and rode about 20 k's on the bike, and was absolutely torched. Straight to the Quokka Arms. Straight to the Quokka Arms, mate. Well, mate, we got a special guest in the shed quarters. Um I did a bit of a Google search on this bloke, and uh, a fair bit of info comes up. So w- w- uh, this is the bio, what I what I copped off Google after five seconds. 2020 WA Surfing State Champ. Woo-woo. 2020 sp- uh, finalist of the Sportsman of the Year Award for City of Mandurah. What? Started toe surfing before Kyle Lenny wore nappies. <laughs> <laughs> Surf coach from beginners to the elite level. Surfboard reviewer. Over 20 years in the uh, surf business. Ian Woolley McPherson, welcome to the Shed Quarters, mate. Yeah, Woolley. Thanks for having me, boys. And what a pleasure it is to be in the Shed, Adzi Shed Quarters. <laughs> Amazing part of the world we got here, Adzi. Thanks for having me, boys. Stoke, Thanks for coming on, Woolley. Stoke you here, Woolley. Now, mate, um, 2020 WA State Champ. Didn't know about that one, mate. Where was yeah, that? Where, where, um, where, where was that vent run? It was a funny year last year, so we because we only had one event for the uh, old boys for the opens and the masters. Um, usually, you have two, and it's best two results get picked for your state team and your you know the state title. Uh, but me and my good old mate uh, Paul Antman Patterson went head to head in both the forty fives and the forties, 
He got me in the 45s. I got him in the 40s. So we, we have some good tussles at those events, me and Ant. And um, most of it's pretty gentleman-like, but we're both that fucking keen to beat each other. Too. <laughs> so it, we're, we're both gents in the water, but um, we don't pull a punch either. But yeah, so I, it was at Big Rock. It was uh, two to three foot, two to four foot Big Rock for two days. Light winds, really. It was super fun, but they only had one event. So... Lucky I, um, lucky I made it to that one because often I'll miss miss one. But um, yeah, made it to that one, and that was that. Nice one, mate. Well so done, you still keen to uh, follow the the state round circuit this year? Is that you booked and paid? Nice, ready to go <laughs> nice next weekend. Um, oh, next weekend it starts. Next weekend down here, yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, just when we thought the holiday season was over, oh, boom! Mate, it's the old straight boys into, straight into it next weekend. Yeah, it's the old boys. It's not. I'm not too much to worry about. Most of the open crew are down here anyway, really. Um, and then yeah. it's it's all the old boys, and they're all they're all cool. Yeah. So yeah, who are some of the guys that are in the uh, divisions that you surfing in the 40s and the 45s? Um, Ant Man's always the most competitive. He's he's just great. Love surfing with him. Um, Paul DePay from uh, down Albany way. He um, puts up a good fight. Smiley, Smiley's in there. Oh, yeah. I saw uh, Smiley this morning. Yeah. Paddling, uh, walking down the cliff. I was just doing the drive around because, uh, as everyone probably knows down here, the last couple of days has been pretty stellar summer surfing conditions. So those that don't know um, the area, we're in the middle of summer, which is supposed to be our off season. Uh, but anyone who really knows is that our off, we don't really have an off season. And uh, yeah, it was probably eight, what, eight to 12 foot in Margaret's yesterday on the outer reefs, I would have thought. And uh, it was sort of six to eight foot today, and I saw Smiley's. I mean, he's over 50, but, geez, he was walking down a sketchy cliff. I was uh, just watching, um, being the spectator, and he had a 6-0 under his arm that looked wafer thin, and this was a an outer reef that was 200 metres out, and uh, I didn't say anything. I just uh, had a chat and had a smile. I didn't want to put the mocker on him and say, geez, your board's a bit small, mate, but... He's such a frothing eternal grommet. Um, no doubt, he probably still got some. Yeah, yeah. I um, I surfed with him a bit the last twelve months. I kept bumping into him. We got a mutual friend up in uh, Exmouth, so I kept bumping into him a bit up there, and um, obviously at the state round, and then at the Aussie titles, and yeah, he's a good bloke. He's yeah, a good bloke, yeah. and he's um, I think it's the no kids factor. Oh, keeps you young, doesn't it? Because oh, <laughs> he looks young, he just surfs all the time, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, he works works away, and then he's just surfing and going Indo when you can. But um, yeah, no. Nah, so he was uh, looking good. So yeah, that's better. I think. I guess Ant Man's there all the time because he's he's getting paid to uh, drive the jet skis as well with the water patrol. So it's a win win for Ant Man, isn't it? Yeah, he's at every event. Yeah. <laughs> juniors, juniors. I see him at the junior events. I'm usually coaching at the junior events. He's doing water patrol. Then at the uh, open, uh, again water patrol and just coming in surfing his heats, but. So what, what juniors are you sort of uh, guiding through the ranks at the moment, Willie? Um, so usually it's sort of just changed in the last 12 months, but I was looking after the Midwest. So I was looking after Jero, Cal Barry kids, doing development stuff with those guys. And then I'd look after Peel region, so Mandra Rocco. So I'd look after anyone that was coming out of there in the sort of 13 to 18-year-old bracket. That's since changed. and It's a bit of open slather just last year. And I think moving into this year, it'll be the same. So... Now there's half a dozen or mainly sort of three or four what they call elite coaches and um, we work at the junior 
events and and now the juniors can pick who they want to who they want to work with yeah right. so it's not it's it's just changed up recently and have you got any uh hot picks for the future is there anyone that's really jumping out off the page at you in that um, you've been helping lately uh macklin flynn like macklin works with other coaches too he's not just working with me and he's currently at the hpc he got an invite to go work with the boys over there and he flew over east just this week he's that's originally the, a manager boy isn't he yeah 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 i grew up with his dad yeah. so um, the hpc Rory. that's at hurley performance center yeah, on high, the east coast high, of australia high performance center they call it now what well, was sponsored by hurley it's uh, <laughs> uh no, the no, hurley HPC. it was always a it was a hurley high performance center but now it's just the oh, high performance center. i see yeah yeah, yeah. so gave no no gave him a plug for nothing what yeah, have they ever done for me all right well <laughs> can we bleep that out yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, he's over there now. He got picked for like a little development program. Uh, what I like about Macklin is he, he's just got such a, a great, he's just coachable. Like you'll sit and talk to him when he was like 12 and 13, you'd sit there and go, mate, this is what's going to need to happen. And you need to work on this and you've got to go and do that. And he paddle out and do it. And you're like, what? He actually just listened and went out and (laughs) nailed everything you sort of asked him to do. And he's super mellow. He's just, a, you know, like his dad. He's just pretty quiet, doesn't speak a lot, good, really good competitor. So I, I love working with Macklin. Um, but I've worked with a bunch of different kids. Uh, Jake Hagen, who just won the Tash Small Fries, uh, did a, I've done quite a bit of work. We used to sponsor him, and I was when I was doing the stuff in Jarrah in the Midwest, I worked with him, and I, I'd known his dad forever. His dad was a brilliant surfer back in the day, Dion. Um, and... Uh, George Simpson. I've been doing a little bit of work with George Simpson. Um, strong I, name. Yeah, very strong <laughs> name around yeah, these parts. Yeah, people definitely. Don't, that don't know one of um, one of the legendary surfers of the area and one of the pioneers and found a lot of breaks. Uh, you know, we all know down here, but uh, people over east and that. Yeah, there's a fella called George Simpson, and uh, I'm sure that probably had a little bit of something to do with uh, naming him. Yeah. You would think. Maybe. Yeah, I don't George know. George Jr. Yeah, he's um. He's a good little surfer, George. I like working with him too. He's good. Um, but I just a couple of other crew that I think deserve a mention. Um, uh, Jed Grado. Jed Grannison. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He really impresses me. I love his backhand. He's he he's really impressive to watch. Yeah, I've seen those guys uh, down the the Grannison. His brothers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben and, and, and Jed. Yeah. yeah, and I've seen them uh, over the years at the Margaret River Classic, giving yep. it a nudge. Yeah, they're good. Um, and then, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of kids. There's so many crew, like, um, you know, Crew Shero impresses me when he flares up from time to time. Um, little Sid, Sid Englet, mate, he, Ding's boy. Charges. Yep. Man, he is, I, I just love his surfing. He is such <laughs> a frother, <laughs> you know, and just every time you talk to him, he's buzzing and just about to explode, you know. He, he's just a little legend. Okay. I, don't, I don't work with, with him at all or anything, but obviously yeah, yeah. grew up, you know, me and Ding have known each other since we were that age. So, um, yeah, it's just nice. I, I love working with all the Groms and watching them all improve and now doing that stuff for four or five years, you really see the kids come out from 12 to 16. It's like, you know, it's a world of four years from 12 to 16. Some big changes happen. Mm, massive you know? changes. I yeah. think um, I think the Wazzle last year um, announced like a new sort of pathway you know they, they um, obviously they talked about the the regional um, events the challenger events and then the ct events and i think that it's a good pathway and what they're sort of um sort of um plan to implement for juniors unfortunately last year was a bit of a write-off with COVID and that um 
Not sure if there's many QS, well, don't think there'd be many QS events planned, but are you across what the um, the WAS will propose, mate, with the with the regional events um, locally, as a, I guess before you'd had to travel to Brazil and all these countries to try qualify? Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, the proposal that Wazzle did last year? Yeah, I, I reckon it's great. I'm all for it. I think there's been a big gap. Um, when I was at Grom, we had the Billabong Junior Series. So we went for the Billabong Junior Series. Then we had a thing called the ACC. So we could, early 90s, you had the Australian Championship Circuit, which was kind of had morphed out of the ASPA mm-hmm. stuff from the 80s. Yep. Um, and it was great. You know, there was guys like, you know, you go and surf against Snake and Ant-Man, obviously, and those boys from here, but you had Mick Lowe, Richie Lovett, like all these guys, Kieran Perot, all these crew that ended up on the CT came through the Junior Series and then into the ACC. And then the downtime on the QSs when they were home, if there was events on Australia, they'd go and fly over and do those events. So the level of surfing was mm. amazing. And they were getting in their 20s and you got young crew coming through and 15, 16 you know, jumping in there. Taj was doing something. He was very young when he was doing it. So I think they needed to replace that. And there really hasn't been that platform for the Groms other than the, you know, the state titles into the Aussie titles. And there really hasn't been a platform for kids to hone their skills and start, you know, applying the pressures that are in QS events. There just wasn't a platform there for it. So Mm -hmm. if they can do that in a local environment and in Australia and then lead in from there, that's, epic yeah, i reckon it's sure. really good the development um via each country is just going to improve so by the time they get to the qs they're just going to be at such a high level yeah you mentioned the acc and and, and the junior series mate what are you what are some of your fond memories and experiences during those times um plenty of fond memories during those times <laughs> Lishy, we do have a special clause on this show that say that it says this may or may not have happened and well, i feel like it gives us free right to say whatever the bloody hell we want and yeah. then we can just tell the authorities that it was just uh for the benefit of the listeners so yeah, it's I'm, up to you what you want to do with that clause but uh, you know, I, have, like, I have actually heard contest you say- wise you know do you get any good results <laughs> let's talk contest not, not after dark keep stuff. it on the beach uh, come on yeah. mate keep it uh, in I've, water i've i've often thought when i hear adzi um before he goes into his tall tales doing that disclaimer and I thought, wow, that's so good. I'd love to have that disclaimer if I need to get on there. Um, it's all but, yours. So uh, this may or may not be true. Go <laughs> no, ahead, no, It's all good. No, I'm just going to talk contest stuff. I, I loved um, – I was really lucky to have that – you know, when I look back at, on, on my life at the ripe old age of almost 47, I look back at that chapter and, look, I was never going to be a pro surfer. That just wasn't going to happen. I didn't have the commitment and the – um, you know, d- determination that you needed to to probably get there. And I don't think I actually had the level of surfing either and the, that I needed to make a living out of. It just wasn't going to happen. But um, it was just amazing to sort of spend that time from 17 to basically 22, 23, where I mucked around doing the junior series, um, hanging out with all sorts of different crew. Like those names I dropped before, a lot of those guys ended up on the CT and, mm. and we were good mates, you know. We travelled and hung out together on the East Coast and did trip to Hawaii with a bunch of those guys and it was nice to follow their careers and, yep. um, you know, watch them all. Amazing. And still amazing that Slater's like still there when, yeah, when, you, when you look at all the Aussie cyborg. boys. Cyborg. He's were, a um, cyborg. Oh, yeah, he's a freak. But um, I guess... Yeah, all the Aussie boys that were there in the same era just all... Party out by now, yeah, aren't yeah, they? They're, yeah. All, they're gone, mate. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're all retired. So, Lone all the crew my age, and stuff. um, yeah, 
But yeah, some of the fond memories were just traveling with a really good bunch of crew and I'd have guys come and stay with me and then I'd go to the East Coast and hang out and stay with them and sleep on their couch and couch surf with those guys. And um, and I was really lucky to bump into a guy by the name of Chris Garrett over those travels and he had a company called Phantom Surfboards and I spent a lot of time up in Queensland hanging out with those guys working See. there and we, that's, you know, I've made a lot of lifelong friends mm. during that chapter of my life. That's kind of epic. So sick, no, mate. no, mate. Talk about a, a sick chapter in your life that it's probably still going, but it, it relates to a sick chapter in my life as a grommet growing up in Perth and surfing, uh, mate. Before I had a car, you know, it was Saturday. Oh, what are we going to do today? Let's go down to the Warwick Traino, jump on the train station, <laughs> go into the city. Yep. And we pretty much go to two shops. You go to Star Surf. And then whatever that bong shop was, what was that called? <laughs> Can you remember what it was? Oh, sorry, mate. Joint venture. Joint, Joint venture. That was the one. Yeah. And you were like on the same street oh, or, right next door. or the street over. Oh. It was pretty close. I remember that. Where does the disclaimer come out? Is yeah, it yeah. <laughs> no, I never went there, mate. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, mate, I just remember it was one of my memories as a and the massive basement, as a full of boards. And yeah, that. yeah, the big yeah. basement, and and you'd go in, and it was like, mate, it was a Saturday outing. You know, you'd catch a train and. We probably hardly ever bought anything, maybe a sticker or two, but um, I, I actually got one of my um, first boards there. But but it was just the idea of of going in a star surf shop. It was you know the biggest surf shop in in Perth at the time, yeah. and everyone went into Star. And mate, it was a Saturday yeah. outing. So yeah. um, mate, yeah. for the people that don't know, Woolly took over Star Surf Shop. What year was that, Woolly? Uh, it was in August two thousand and six. Oh yeah, so I'd 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 long split since then. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I was still going to joint venture, but I stopped going to there. That's <laughs> um yeah right. So and and, and where is it now? And and what happened with it? Because it sort of moved yeah. around a little bit. I don't really know exactly. I just know that it sort of moved and changed changed a bit. Yep. Um. So we'll have to step back a little from yeah, there. You have to wind so, it right back. Yeah. Bit, so we'll. We'll go back to sort of 97 because I, I like the intro of this one because um, it involves my dad and it, and it's um, pretty epic, I reckon. Sounds good. My old man's pretty hardcore. He's pretty gnarly. So, um, yeah, so no, 97, um, I spent that year in Queensland with Chris Garrett, staying with him, and I came back uh, late that year and sat down and I was with a mate of mine and we were looking at – he'd come back from a world trip and uh, – we kind of went, oh, what are we going to do? We're both sort of back here stuck in Mandra. What What are we going to do? And we're like, fuck, there's nowhere to buy a board around here. And every shop's a closed shop. So we ended up, like my, my partner at the time, he had um, he had some money. He had a block that he bought before he went overseas. So he had a bit of equity, um, whereas I had nothing, mate. I was on the bones of... How old were you at the time? Uh, 23. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I pretty much lived that six-year, five-year dream of pretending to sort of be a pro surfer which i wasn't but it's just costing you money just just pretty much yeah i think if you looked at my tax returns during those years yeah you definitely wouldn't i think pro to be a pro you have to be paid right so let's just keep (laughs) that there's plenty of professional businesses out there that run at a loss (laughs) yeah true yeah yeah i know all about that too anyway so we started um we started mandra surf company and uh my dad i went to sat down with my dad and i had um Patrick Lay there, who was a West at the time. So Pat, who started West with Roger Lolly. So Pat sat down and because Pat was like, yeah, we're going to 
we're going to back them. We're going to give you know the boys a chance, and we'll we'll let them get the brand into the store, and we can fire up and get a proper core board store in Mandra. So I'm going. To, I'm sitting at my dinner table. Pat's at one end, me and my partner on the others. Dad on the end, and uh, partner is in business. Business partner, partner mate. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a bloke. So yeah, it was a yeah. business partner. Um, and uh, I'm trying to borrow fifteen grand, right? And at the time, which is heaps. Well, it's at a, the time. when you don't have a job and no means <laughs> of paying it back, and your dad's pretty staunch, he's fifteen grand's a lot of money. To try and get out of your dad. Yeah. I actually so, do. I actually do finance as my job. So yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty impossible to. To be able to borrow money like that, but go on. Yeah, so there was no other, <laughs> no other bank. Namu wouldn't have lent it to you. That's uh, basically what he's saying so, right now. So we're, your prospects. we're sitting down, and my dad goes, he's like looking. I could just see his brain. He's like looking across the table and looking at me and looking at Matt, looking at Pat, and Pat's going, you know, oh, and Dad's going, so what? You're going to supply your stuff into these fucking idiots' shop. Is that the plan? <laughs> and Pat's like, yeah, yeah, I reckon the boys will make a go of it. That'll, that'll be right, you know. I think, yep, let's do it. Anyway, um, Dad's Dad's just going, he's never had a proper job in his life. Like, I am not lending you this money. Go and work for a living. Come back and see me in a year and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it again. So, so I saved some money. The next thing, I've gone to Hawaii for two months. <laughs> I spent the Bought lot. A ticket. Yeah. yeah. And that's when I was there hanging out with Ant. I spent the whole time. Ant-Man was there the whole season. It was great. And and Ant was so kind to me. He, yeah. he looked after me over there and took me, but that's that's drifting back. Um, yep. Anyway, went back a year later. I'd saved a tiny bit of money, not much. And this time around, Dad's going, right, I'm landing in the 15 grand. So, not, so uh, December 18... 1998, we started Mandra Surf Company in 80, not much bigger than the shed quarters here. That was yeah. our first shop. And we concentrated on boards. And probably then, not as many boards either. Uh, no, I think you probably got more, mate, to be <laughs> honest. I think your posters are better too, just quietly. Um, so we got the thing going and, and it was at a really interesting time. There was a lot of competition and um, and we kind of were donging it, you know. like it was, a, it was a really strong time in the surf industry and we outgrew that space and moved into another and then um, – I guess for sorry for people that don't know who didn't grow up in WA or, or Australia or whatever that you, you got Perth which is our capital city and Mandra's you know an hour hour fifteen yeah, minutes hour south. south yeah uh, so and and as and as probably better surf in Mandra than there is Perth and there's a lot of surfers in They're Mandra and Rockingham Not and more options, mate it was a it was a mission for kids especially in those days to try to they didn't get to go down the warwick train station I was their shows weren't welcome know. down there yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had their own joint ventures down at heaps of them metros go home you know, but <laughs> fuck off metros yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the concrete at every beach yeah. fuck off metros there you go. it was oh, hilarious no one even reverse, calls them metros anymore yeah, the yeah. Metros, it means yeah. something different now yeah. i've got a, a little bit to talk about that a bit later actually in yeah. the show um but yeah so basically it was a market that uh, wasn't getting fulfilled because, mate, it was hard for people to get to Perth all the time, like, especially if they didn't have their own wheels. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Go on. And, um, you know, when we set that model up originally, so I was exactly, I get a giggle when I hear your story about Star because we used to go up, we'd have to go bus to Quinana, Quinana bus to the Frio train station because there was that exchange you boys would remember. Yeah. And um, so you get on there, go through to Frio, jump on the train, go to Viddler's, get off at Cot, 
walk down, check out Vidlis, get back on the train, yeah. go in the city, check out Star. Yeah. The Star and Vidlis in our vintage were the that was a pinnacle, you yeah. know, like Star Surf. So when we started in '98, the whole model was to emulate what DK was doing with Star. We wanted to be like Star Surf. That was yeah. the pinnacle of West yeah, Australian surf best. industry. I just want to say. Uh, Crystal Surf Shop was was my stomping ground. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> Rob Taylor. McGavin. Yeah. Yep, before uh, Toddy T took it over. So I worked for Rob. Did you? And then Toddy he sold it to Toddy when I was working there, and I ended uh-huh. up working for Todd. There's it's all right. just before classic yeah, before old surf that. shops. Yeah, it's, you yeah, were it was there, good. turning your T bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah T bone yeah. was there. Yeah, yeah. we went there at the same so, time. Yeah, but, but anyway, I just mate, that's where my love affair with surf movies began with Star Surf. I always bang on how I used to flip them all over to see which one was the longest. I didn't give a fuck who was in them or what they were about. I just wanted bang for my buck, you yeah. know, like I'd been, who knows what, collecting cans and delivering papers and I just wanted length in my movie. So I just always remember down in the basement of uh, Star, like T-Bone was saying, and just flipping over all the VHS and seeing which uh, one was the longest. And they had this huge poster of Brock Little doing that airdrop at the uh, at the, the Eddy at yeah. Wymere, and it was up on the Star Surf, and mate, every single time you go in there, you just stand and look at that huge. It was a massive poster, and yeah, that was sick memories. But and, anyway, yeah, and so we'll, we'll we'll get to some of that stuff too because <laughs> I've been talking to a few of the staff about that feeling, but yeah. let's let's ice it. We'll park that and come okay. back. So yes. so. Uh, our business expanded at the time. Everything was going really well. The surf industry, you know, the boys had just fl- floated Quicksilver. Quicksilver was going ham. Billabong was going ham. You could lay, grab, scrape up a dog turd, put it in a brown paper bag, whack a Billabong logo and get 20, <laughs> 25 bucks for it. Like you could fucking sell anything. It was just retarded what was going on in the surf industry during during those times. You know, like 2000 and, I don't know, two, three, four, five, six. It was a really... You know, it was just a nuts time for the surf apparel business. It was, it was outside the realms of core surf. Mm. You know, if you didn't have a a logo that was a meter long across your chest that said Rip Curl Quicksilver Billabong, you were not fucking cool to even go mm. to the local um, Blue Light Disco. Even if you were <laughs> in a Metro, you, yeah, could, have, you could have got a dance if you had a that's one right. of those shirts on. That's it. So you know, it was a really interesting time. Anyway, we. We could see what was happening. Rip Curl was going into their own vertical stores. Quicksilver was opening up chains, and that's what they've been doing globally. Billabong were looking at stores. City Beach was expanding. Shit was getting real, and we kind of were sitting in Mandra going, look, we've built this thing. It's as big as we can do. It was a 455-square-meter store, and mm. we were trading our ass off out of it and kind of going, well, we need to protect ourselves. What We either sit here and possibly get railroaded by the brands that we've now built are now competing against us Mm. and um we kind of just went fuck i don't know what we should do but we had a mate um who was really good friends with uh dk so david passed away by this time dave kennedy dave kennedy yep so at star was um uh yeah was was sort of not doing so great you know things a bit loose and Mm. um Anyway, Joe, uh, Dave's widow, they were trying to sell it and um, a mutual friend of us and theirs stepped in and said, right, boys, I'm going to give you a chance. I want to fund this thing and let's go. And so we ended up, yeah, August 2008, purchased Star, which then came with the Aussie Park Warehouse. So we immediately went and it hurt because we'd just built MSC, Mandra Surf Company, for eight years, but yep. we wiped 
that name and wow. I've kept it. It's registered, but yeah, we yeah, wiped yeah. it and turned um, MSC to Star Mandra. And then, uh, then a year later, we, uh, I don't know if you boys remember JP Surf, Jay Robbins' yeah, business up yeah. at Hillary's. So we bought that off Jay as well and then rebadged that as Star and ended up moving that to another site. And then we had a, a, um, uh, another clearance warehouse down at O'Connor for a couple of years as well. But we ended up with, um, at the at the peak, there was five doors. And um, one year we had 98 group certificates, so Jeez. 100 staff. <laughs> oh, wow. What was yeah. the time frame, mate, how you expanded? Like you mentioned um, up in, you had the Mandra store, um, you, had, you took over the store up in Hillary's. What sort of time frame? Was that over a year or a couple uh, of years? It was a or? couple of years, yeah. We couldn't do it straight up. It was obviously big purchases and... Um, we were kind of rolling in. We were maxed out, tapped right out, just as the GFC hit. So Boom. we were stretched right out mm. financially. Um, yeah, we were, and we were kind of. When I look back on it, the management structure we had was okay, but definitely could have been better. Mm-hmm. You know, the layers of management that we put in place. And let, let's be real, mate. I didn't. Mm. I didn't go to uni. I'm just a mm. rat bag that came out of Mandra. I'm not. I'm no business genius. We're all rat yeah. bags. Yeah. So. We, you know, we had some help there and I engaged um, a guy by the name of um, Brian Walker from Retail Doctor from Sydney and yeah. he, he he was really good and I joined the ISRA group, the Independent Surf Retailers Group on the East Coast and yep. um, been with those guys now 10, 11 years. So, um, yeah, we, we did that and then the world collapsed and mm. I spent the next 10 years downsizing. You know? <laughs> so Like the surf industry in general. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, and... The good things that have come out of it is it is extremely humbling mm. when you're put in a position where things are really bad, yeah. you know. And uh, I put a lot of the way I coped with it down to things and tools that I'd learnt from surfing. So when the world was collapsing around me and I was trying to get out of leases and had six redundancies mm. and there was just financial pressure just clamming down on my head mm. – um, I think I got through it purely from the tools that I'd learnt how yep. to cope with stress from surfing and then more importantly surfing big waves. Well, mate, you still got a head full of hair and it's not <laughs> grey, so <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how that happened yeah, to some good coping it's, mechanisms, uh, mate. Yeah, I got through it and I think, you know, as I could see the downsides happening, it was like, right, what's the end game? End game's back to Mandra, back to the one store, and I really want to get into coaching. So I'm gonna start yep. a surf school. And then, because I knew I'd get really bored if I just had one surf shop. I'm yeah. a busy guy. I, I'm a bit ADD, I think. So um, <laughs> Plus, I, you've also got your uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. The was, that, YouTube was that later channel on, that came, obviously? That was two, yeah, that's been about two, two and a half years now. Okay. Um, but that that wasn't anything that was planned. That just mm. sort of came about, that one. Yep. A bit like the podcast, I'd imagine, with your boys. <laughs> um, things just roll on and you enjoy it and you keep doing it. But but part of the downsize was to just go get back to coaching run a surf school out of the shop, run a board store, get rid of as much soft goods as I could. We're at 80-20 now, so we run 80% hard goods is our turnover and 20% soft goods. So yeah, and soft, soft soft goods being clothing, clothing, like sunnies, watches, yeah. footwear, and then hard goods being weddies, boards, skateboards, boogers. Leg ropes. Everything yeah, I hear is the, that yeah. hard goods are going absolutely fucking gangbusters. So if you do it right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you, the days of having a rack of twenty boards in the corner of your clothing store, those days are gone. Yeah. If yep. you're not committed to the cause and you don't have um, a team of really good staff that know what the fuck they're talking about, people don't want to come in and hang out with a couple of sixteen year old girls and buy their and not, nothing at sixteen year old girls because I've got them in the shop. But 
you know, close. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we've just put a girl on who's 16 who surfs and she's going to be amazing. But 50-year-old blokes, yeah. as they are, would rather come and talk to another bloke that's in his 40s about buying a board. For sure. You know, yeah. and, and I'm not being a male chauvinistic no, pig. The way it that's is. just the yeah. way it is with Mate, the older generation. No guy who's been surfing for 35 years, you know, and he's, say he's 45 years old or whatever, is going to go in and take the advice of, even a sixteen-year-old boy or a girl, correct? So, yeah. yeah, which is more to the point than yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, mate, where are all your shops at at the moment? I'm, I might have missed it while I was uh, yeah, so some stuff all, there. so I got out of Hillary's. I, I I realized that without five, it's got to be one. Yeah. So because we had um, a distribution center, a head office, we had a buying team, we had um, a van delivering stock, and we we're processing in Aussie Park Empire. So all these things don't work. Um, unless you're doing X amount of turnover. Now, X amount of turnover, you drop one store, then the whole model's broken. So um, I looked at it and went, this is not where I want to be. I don't want to be chasing my tail like that. I've got to get back to one door and as quick as possible. So I got out of, um, yeah, let some leases ran out. Some I broke and had to pay out. Um, and I just shut them all within 12 months of each other pretty much. And yep. then downsized Mandra as well. That was still massive. So I cut that right back and just went into damage control and built something that's hopefully going to be there for another 22 years. So that's, you're just stuck with the Mandra store? Mandra, yeah. And is it still Star Surf Star Mandra? Surf, yeah. Yep, wasn't going cool. to change it back. We are doing, going to probably do a few MSCTs oh, yeah? just to bring back the old logo because a lot <laughs> of my mates want them. But Talking about t-shirts, uh, you've rocked up with an absolute beauty there today. Um, it's a Holden Sandman panel van. For those that don't know, uh, me and Wooly our absolute Holden panel van enthusiasts. We both own them. Oh, is that right? Didn't know that. A thousand pictures yeah. on the wall of me cutting up and trying to fix my rusty old beast. But yep. for those outside of Australia or under 25, because <laughs> some people just don't know, and I've, uh, obviously <laughs> we feel bad for them, don't yeah. we, Willie? Uh, they, they've missed out. They're, they're, they're not out. living. They're those not days. Living. But uh, the Sandman panel van is, uh, yeah, it was built in the 70s. Uh, it was a Holden-built car. Uh, it had a big V8 in it, two seats in the front, and then just a big cabin in the back for surfboards, women, and sleeping. And, uh, you know, choose your order. But they were marketed as surfmobiles, uh, and they were fantastic surfmobiles outside of not being four-wheel drives, but um, you still give them a flogging. And, mate, they look awesome, they sound awesome, and they're just an epitome of Australian oh, surfing culture. Did you guys culture. know this? And, yeah. uh, we'll, rock we'll, up at Sandman yeah, man, We know what we're doing. So Wooly has uh, rocked up. He's going, mate, I put my Sandman shirt on for you, Adzi. I'm like, well, funnily enough, I've is. got a Sandman shirt on as well that I bought from Target for 10 bucks. But uh, his looks a bit classier because he is, uh, for people that don't know, the Sandman used to have the big letters across the back. Sandman. <laughs> Wooly's got this shirt. He's replicated... Uh, the Sandman panel van, you know, the actual car, but instead of Sandman, it's got Star Surf written on the tailgate. And um, he said he hasn't printed one for a few years, but I've demanded that I want my own one. So it looks like there's another run coming soon. So like a, whether or not it'll be Star Surf or batch. MSC on the back there, I'm not sure, but either way, I want one. Yes. <laughs> Sick. So um, I should mention that uh, because you both, you blokes have both got the Sandman, although Woolies is uh, Star Surf, the Sandman t-shirts. Should mention to people listening that we are actually filming this one. We've got Dylan in the corner. Say good day, Dylan. 
<laughs> What's going yeah, on? Um, so, yeah, you'll probably see some nice footage of us sweating our ring boxes off in uh, yeah, the shed yeah, quarters. Shed quarters. It's pretty balmy in the shed quarters. It's it pretty balmy. warm in here, but luckily... T-Bone is sweating under his teats over there. Luckily, we do Lactating. have some <laughs> delicious... Luckily, we do have some delicious cheeky monkey beers to keep us hydrated. Exactly. Uh, we don't condone drinking, but sometimes you need to have a beer or two. I do. Um, cheeky monkey, thanks for being on board. Yes. And back to you, T-Bone. Yeah, Wooly, we mentioned surfboards, and I think Naomi mentioned Wooly TV. Um, I do have a have a listener question, Wooly. Um, <laughs> I know you're passionate about surfboards, and uh, for all those folk that didn't know already, um, Wooly TV on YouTube is... Basically, Woolley's been doing surfboard reviews for the last, what, three, four years? Uh, about, I think it's about two and a half. Two and a half now, years? Dylan, two and a half. Two. Yeah. Probably oh, one. <laughs> one. <laughs> That's a production team over there. So they tell me there. Dylan's the just, brains of the outfit yeah, or is it? 100%, He's keeping you in check anyway. Just, just for the record, uh, we've got Dylan, the photographer over in the corner, who's uh, 17. He, he refused my beer. Uh, I didn't realise he was underage. <laughs> and he's just basically, uh, yeah, calling the shots over there uh, out of... Range of microphone, but anyway, go on. Willie, yeah. tell us about uh, Willie TV on I YouTube. I did have a listener's question for Willie, though. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, bring it on. So, so Willie, um, uh, this guy is a bit of a hack, a bit of a hack surfer. Um, you know, the surfboard revolution has absolutely exploded over the years. There's so much candy you can choose from at your local board store. Candy. Um, he wants to know, what's the difference between PU, epoxy, fiberglass, foam, cat surf? I mean, what is the difference, mate? Um, well, it starts with a blank, right? So, you got a PU. PU blank is your standard traditional uh, foam blank with a stringer through the middle that we've been using in surfboard production since the 60s. So, that's kind of unchanged. It's got a lot lighter. Um but essentially, that's just your standard, what we call a PU, polyurethane foam core with a timber stringer, glassed in fiberglass with polyester resin. That's generally your standard combo of construction. When you get into epoxy and EPS, you just, yeah, you're, you're going down a wormhole. It's so many different types of construction you can do with epoxy resins. Um, but the main, the main difference is a lot of the epoxy boards are running with an EPS or a high-density EPS foam blank, um, which is a lot different the way it behaves to the PU, to the polyurethane. They've generally got no timber stringer, although they can make them with timber stringers, but a lot of them will either have a, you know, like the Hayden shape, the FutureFlex stuff that's got a carbon rail on it to give it some structure. Um, you look at you know, there's a whole range of stuff that uses different strips of carbon, pipes of carbon, um, to what, give them... What sort of conditions, mate? Would, do you write a PU as opposed to an EPS or an I, epoxy? That's, for me, I've got a real simple formula for that. If you're having to generate speed, then an EPS board generally will help you do that, depending on how it's glassed and what the construction is. But if we use a JS Hi-Fi, for instance, I often ride the exact t same two models. I'll have one in a PU and one in a, in a hi-fi, which is the EPS. And I'll ride the EPS. If I'm having to generate speed and jump up and down like a, uh, a Brazilian Wiggly Dante on tour, on tour um, then I'll use an EPS. Uh, and then if the waves got push, I'll ride a PU. Mm. Because you don't need... You don't need the EPS and the spring and the and the lightness of the epoxy boards if the waves got power in it. I, I think they behave better 
when you're generating speed. And then I'll also ride completely different fins in yeah. those two two boards. Yeah. In the EPS board, I'll ride a really rigid fin and often a larger template because you're actually pushing against it and you, the, your board's flexing more. So you don't want your fins to flex as much. Whereas in a PU, I'll, I'll mix it up and put a slightly smaller template and like a honeycomb or something with a bit more flex in it because your board's more rigid mm -hmm. and you, you kind of want your fins to respond through the turn a bit more. But, I mean, you go, that whole thing with EPS or epoxy, you can compare, you know, helium firewires through to Timbertech firewires through to, you know, the JSs in the hi-fi range. Then you've got, you know, Chili's and they do, all do different construction. Mm -hmm. Your Hayden-shaped stuff with the carbon and future flex, like they all behave differently. But the, the similarities are they're a touch more buoyant or, or they, they feel more. I don't know if they actually are more buoyant. They feel more buoyant in the mm. water and they feel a little harder to get the rail in sometimes. Yeah. Um, often the shapers will pull down the rail a touch more on the EPS version of the same board. Yep. Um, but I think they've all got their place. For someone, I hated EPS board or epoxy boards like through that tough light era and everything. But nowadays, they're definitely a super big part of my quiver. I would love to, for you to do a surfboard review on one of Adzi's single fins, mate. I'd love to get your uh, run down there. Not a no problem. No EPS over there, mate. So. <laughs> Happy to. I've actually got a, uh, a good collection of single fins myself. Yeah. Love a single hey, fin. Mate, with the EPS and epoxy and all that being lighter and, and springier and all that, yep. what about if like there's a bit of chop in the water in an onshore or even a stiff offshore with a bit of chatter? Is there difference between it being a bit lighter? Do they not like the chatter as much or does it, it still go yeah. all right? Or? Look, I, th I think... I don't know. I don't ride EPS ever really. I think so. it's a, there's a little bit of a fallacy in that because I've ridden some epoxy boards with, with a 20 knot southerly and it's they've gone insane. But again, if the waves got pushing it, ride a PU. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, right. if you're offshore at one of the bombies, that like anywhere down here, there's absolutely... No need to ride an EPS board unless you're having to generate speed. Just That's, put it this way, Adzi, you'll never ever need one. be in surf where you will be riding an EPS. Oh, you right. say Adzi will never generate speed. <laughs> no, he generates plenty of speed. Don't worry yeah, about that. West don't, Peak at Yells on a I know, mate. I generate the speed. I just don't know how to wash it off with a stylish turn. That's my problem. Yeah, Let's go straight with speed. Yeah, but it's beautiful. I've seen you. <laughs> Thanks, it's a mate. beautiful look. <laughs> All right. Now, we are going to move on to uh, something that we wanted to talk about um, as well, which is the Vans Triple Crown of Surfing. Now, T-Bone, I think you've got a couple of things to say as he's putting oh, his hand up. I just fucking he, called it. That's all I want to as say. As put his hand up. What? Yeah. Well, I called it, but it was Don't pretty worry. bloody obvious. As he's going to talk to us about nah, Tom, John John won. Tom we all knew he was going to win. I Congratulations, first yeah. of all, to Bronte McCauley. Fourth. There's the music. And she won Sunset. Congratulations, Bronte. She yeah. Did. You know, when I was I was watching Bronte's wave, and and I didn't see um, Bronte's pipe entry, but um, you know, it it was quite low, but and and it's obviously freaking hard to get a wave out and pipe. Yeah, well, she probably didn't have anyone um, blocking for her. Like the Mac should have been blocking. The Mac should have been blocking. Yeah. Right, have we yeah. talked about that in the last episode on on how hard it must be to get a wave at pipe and try to yaw this. And obviously she went out, got a couple of small ones on the inside and did what she could. Um, High scoring wave out at sunset for the women. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Yeah. 
while we're talking about Bronte, also want to make a special mention for the votes she received in the stab surf of the year. Yeah. Um, we were going to talk about, talk about that separately. She got lots and lots of votes from some pretty influential people. So what the stab surf of the year was, what, like 50 of the most, well, 50 influential surfers yeah. chosen at random by stab surfing, to... Surfing people. Yep. To I noticed Willie's votes didn't come in. What, what the, We could do our, our top three male, female. Well, yeah. Um, so Willie obviously didn't get the email from stab because he's clearly one of the influential people in surfing. Um, so, T-Bone, your top three. Top three for 2020? Women and men combined. Well, Namu, I would have to say my top three, let's start with females first. Bronte McCauley, goes without saying. No, no, combined, men and women together. Oh, men and women together. Yep. Um, Such a time Nazi, isn't he? Jeez. You know, <laughs> no, all right. Come on, give us your top three, man. I'll be really quick because um, WA, I'm very WA flavoured this episode. Jacob, Jay, Jack, and, and obviously Kale's in there. The surfing they've been doing over 2020 has been unbelievable. And obviously the uh, the females, Bronte, you know, her performances up north, um, you know, not so lucky during the Maui Pro, but sunset, unbelievable technique and surfing. Uh, other, other young um, females for 2020, I'm going to go the real young ones, Sierra Kerr and uh, Kira Pinkerton. I think they're really setting the bar real high for uh, young up-and-coming female surfers. Uh, Nice one. Willie, have you got your top three, mate, for women and men? Um, Look, Bronnie's always in there. After her performance at um, the Norwest uh, this winter, last winter, my God, it was just... It was epic, you know, like unbelievable, she, and and that those couple of waves at sunset, like commitment through those turns and the and the way she was on rail, I'm just so impressed with her, and she's such a legend. Um, I'm still, I, I'm with you on those two on um, the two Kiras, like that. Oh my god, like mm. that performance that um, Pink Pinkerton, Kira Pinkerton, yeah, Kira Pinkerton, what yeah. she did at the Mets, fucking holy shit. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, that was so impressive. To see young girls doing that in this day and age, it's just amazing. I'd hate to have a heat against her, to be honest. I think she'd smoke me. The only time I ever went to bank vaults was on a boat trip with Woolly and a bunch (laughs) of uh, other larrikins, actually. As your top three men and women, mate. Yeah, well, on the subject of bank vaults, obviously, uh, mate, plus I just like saying a name, Betty Lusakura. It's uh, a good name. Mate, it's a sick name. Mm. I thought she was like 25 into some core lord. Turns out she was 15 and just made me like her even more. Um, obviously, Bronte McCauley because we're on the McCauley train. Um, and probably with T-Bone, Always Sierra Kerr, man. Far yeah, out the shit yeah. she did in the wave pools mm-hmm. and some of the stuff's in the ments. Pretty mental. Um, on the men's side of things, look, I could say all the pretty much being as patriotic as T-Bone. Um, I could say all the same things, but I will mix it up and I'll say Kiwi Bradsey. Kiwi Bradsey. Yeah, for being a local yelling up legend and coming in on the Surf Podcast and telling us one of the sickest... One of our most popular episodes. Yeah, one of the sickest mm. Enzo yeah, warrior stories. When Adzi uh, met Bradsey, if yeah, you haven't heard so, it. And, uh, and Billy Gibson, who did the same thing. He's yep. my second. Plus the fact that he just froths and surfs all the time 
Seen him at Yelling a couple of days ago. He's like 68 or whatever. Loving it. Loving it. Fixing boards. So Billy Gibson, Kiwi Bradsey, and uh, Jack Robinson because he's our white hope. Shining light. <laughs> Cue the music. He's a no. hope. And it's you, Mrs. Robinson. Jesus loves you more than you will know. There you go, Jack Robertson. That's uh, what about you, Nemo? Music we've just had there. Hopefully, if I remember to edit it, edit the episode properly. Um, I have missed it a couple of times. I must admit. Um, so, men, I've got a clear number one in Jacob Wilcox. I just thought his his efforts in the Northwest were unbelievable. He's a ripping young bloke. Uh, always happy to have a chat on the podcast, and um, he's my number one. My number two is uh, Ethan Ewing. I think he's just an unbelievably good, promising, incredible surfer. And how can you go past our local legend, TB, the star of the recent Stab in the Dark? Um, you, TB? Yeah, mate. Ripping it up yeah. as usual on those tiny, tiny little tiny I heard stories boards. of him uh, surfing in his boardies yesterday, not even a rashy, at a local beach break right in front of his house. Big, gnarly, death, close-out pits with the odd makeable one. Uh, my mate, uh, Dev Coot from Yelling Up Images, was down there uh, shooting all day. And uh, obviously, he always gets excited when Taj paddles out. And uh, yeah, apparently, he was packing some spitting beasts down there yesterday in an 8-foot swell. fat cones there. Um, yeah. and wave cones, obviously. Um, yeah, and also... Um, touch for putting on the you know his annual small fries, which was a couple of weeks ago. So good on you, TB. Uh, girls, I've got um, yeah, so obviously Bronte's my number one. She's um, it sounds a bit like stalkerish, really, but um, yeah, she's <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that, Bronte, I promise. Um, she's number one. I've got a number two in Sally Fitzgibbon. I reckon she's oh. great, and the way she's pushing progression in women's surfing, I love to see that. Um, I've got a little, um, little random one, uh, is Ruby Berry. Yep, Sick. young, young charges. young ripper from down this way. She was out at um that same beach break that you were talking about. Um, not not that day, but during the yelling up board riders competition, it was a few heavy waves coming through, and she was charging out there for a few hours. And the just, same Ruby Berry that uh, schooled all her fellow uh, age group, even though they were all boys, at raging eight foot onshore Margaret River at the Margaret River Classic. That's the same one. Yeah, congratulations, yep. Ruby. You're yeah, cool. a little champion. I hope to see what you can do in the future. Epic. Now, next on the agenda, T-Bone. Well, I uh, just want to make a special mention. Um, ben Iper, rest in peace, passed away on the 15th of January this year. Um, very influential shaper, surfer. Uh, I know he's got a son, Akila Iper. Um, didn't know, honestly, a lot about Ben Iper, um, but I um, he, he invented the swallowtail, apparently. Um, in the stinger so rest in peace and um, you know from Barrel Surf Podcast our sincere condolences to the Iper family so massive swell hit Hawaii the day after Ben Iper passed away um, I think everyone must have seen that jet ski go off the back <laughs> oh, of the man. wave um, oh, yeah. uh, so did you catch any of that footage Willie? Yeah I just 
could not understand when you're looking at that why the driver would want to launch. Cam Richards that apparently ski. was the driver. Is that who it was? You could have turned around and just I don't no, get it. No, it wasn't. Cam huh? Richards. Oh. Uh, who did he win Waver the Winter a couple of years ago? That young guy from Florida. Anyway, it's certainly in the running. It yeah. was a it was a mental one. Yeah. Um, he was the driver and had a young photog on the back. He was actually the second. Ryan Moss last, was on the back. Yes, yeah, second yeah. last ski over, and it was that Ryan Moss photographer broke his back exactly, and he wasn't even the one <laughs> that launched into the stratosphere. The one that did was actually a uh, I don't know who the driver was, but the photog on the back of that was. Uh, an old elder statesman of the Hawaiian photography yeah, fraternity. I yeah. can't remember who it was. Name. But it was someone who was been around a long time and respected. So mm. I can only imagine his jet ski driver would have been of the same ilk. Um, and no, they didn't even get hurt. Those guys that went next level uh, didn't even get hurt. But it was the one before them that, that broke the back. And I mean, I know people have gone, done as half as big on a jet ski and broke their leg or whatever. Like, oh, it's pretty it's, heavy. It's gnarly. Like, so that's crazy. Yeah, because I've had a ski since uh, 99 or 2000. So, 20, 20 years I've had skis. and um, it, Sorry, it's, my dog just dropped a bomb over here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, the one of the first things you learn. It's like I hurt myself a bunch of times. And I'm like, wow, that could you could seriously do some damage launching off the back of waves on the slight angle. Didn't Perry Hatchett do it at the Margaret River Masters? Did he? I'm yeah. pretty sure he broke his leg. Yeah, he actually, yeah, I remember like some like about happened. four or five years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing yeah, the exact same thing on a that. way lesser scale. Yeah, so it's gnarly. Did we work out where that was? Was that Himalayas? Himalayas. I think so, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, Himalayas, or, I don't get it. It's an outer reef. Why yeah. were they launching off... I don't know. I'm not no Hawaiian outer reef expert yeah. whatsoever. Well, but apparently nothing had broken there all day and everyone was sitting there filming and then this set came. You mean why they were towing in? No, or, not at all. I'm, go- they, I'm good with that. Or why they were launching off the back. Why, If you're on an outer reef, mm. why would you launch off the back and not just turn around and putt your way out into safety? Some of them yeah, did. And then, and then I saw and that and just yeah. climb a six-foot whitewash further point, into shore. I don't yeah, get it. Yeah. Your point being an outer reef, Generally has plenty of flat water in between. Flat water, deep water in Correct. front of it, it doesn't before it hits roll the shore and, and reforms and goes again. And even if it drops down to six foot, it's pretty easy to climb a, yeah. a ski over a six foot whitewash instead of a thirty six instead of a hundred foot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw I, some water footage and it looked like they were just all completely caught unawares mm. and just all went, oh shit, like go go go. I mean, there was boats and stuff out there too. You know, it was like so. Like yeah, some I mean, of them just went fucking. What are we doing? Yeah. So with that swell, obviously, uh, at this day and age, mate, you're just frothing because you're waiting. You know, everyone's going to put out their vlogs, and you know you're going to get it all. But it takes a couple of days, and I feel like it's now a race as to who's going to get their vlog mm. out first. Surely, race. that's mm. on their mind. Like, have to be. It have to be. Race. And I believe Nate Florence. Won that race. He was, in, he was in Maui though, right? He yeah. was in Maui, yeah. but he still won the race. He was first uh, He was first one out of the gates. And that was um, pretty epic, that swell in Maui. It was crazy windy, obviously. Mm. How um, was, did you see the one with a windsurfer? Yeah, the windsurfer yeah. copping loop on the head. Level. And the some guy like, goes over the falls. and Yeah, that oh, was insane. Fuck. Some some windsurfer's on like a, I don't know, somewhere between a 40 and a 70 footer. <laughs> and it's barreling. I thought he, I mean, I don't know. He should have pulled in. He probably would have made it. I, I think, I think he tried. He tried to. 
He tried well, to. I don't know it... what happened. Either way, he copped the lip straight on the head. And as he was doing it, some hapless paddle uh, guy paddling tried to paddle through it and just got sucked over backwards and went down and met He actually underwater. meant to go over because he thought, if I duck dive, I'm going to get in his way. So he, he actually sacrificed himself. He really? said, Yeah, I saw wow. a couple of interviews. He... um. He said he he knew his training was sufficient enough to actually is that right take the wipe out. So and I went, thought I was a legend. I'm, go, when I'm going over when someone's on a three footer at yells and I paddle to the white water and let him have the clean face. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I'm doing the right thing. But, doing the righty. Uh, yeah, that sounds extreme. Uh, yeah, it was pretty windy, mate. Kai Lenny probably got the best one. The old mate um, in the big uh, afternoon seemed like Fuck, it was I just windy. John John Florence. Got- no, but, we're talking Jaws here. Are you talk- oh, sorry, and, mate. And you're wrong, by the way. But anyway, we'll get to that. Jeez, <laughs> oh, <laughs> here we go. Because, uh, mate, yeah, he got it. Just, you know, no surprises. Kyle Lenny got the sick one. Uh, Jamie. That's oh, your interpretation, mate. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, what, is mate, what is this? Ross versus Mick, is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's on the agenda. Mate, Koa Rothman with his edit of the Himalaya session that we were talking about was pretty epic. Um, I, 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 he... I'm wondering, with all those filmers, like, what, 10, 15 of them in the channel, is there an unwritten law going on saying, hey, don't you guys put out my wave because I want to save it for my vlog? Because I didn't see Koa's wave anywhere else and his vlog was later. And then when his vlog came out, Mate, I reckon he actually got the best way. Well, why don't we ask the expert in the YouTube sphere? <laughs> exactly. Well, is there any sort of, uh, you know, I rules would, and so forth? I would think that those guys would all know each other, and I'm only guessing this, but I would think they all know each other, and I think there would be... Uh, the surfer is paying for that footage, right? Somehow. He's probably paying the... Photographer, the, the, the photogs either on his books, on his books, permanent, probably. or yeah. he's paying him like a contract. Dylan. What's yeah, what are you paying Dylan about? Exactly like eight Dylan. Eight. One Settle down, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I would, I would think that um, those guys would be on the books, and that footage is the surface. You yeah. know, obviously, yeah. if you're out there just freelancing, then I don't know. You could do, but mate, but, that's what I'm saying. There's 15 yeah. guys out there. Yeah. They're all filming him. Obviously, it's Koa Rothman. He's paddling in one of the ways a day. He gets a big, long tube yeah. and then gets a little secondary section on the tube. It was the best one, I thought, we're, personally. We're actually better off asking Adzi because well, he's, this a, is my he's a filmer and a, and a video guy. Well, I do have a theory. Oh, Mate. Let's hear it. If you're Carl Rothman, uh, so no, if you're Adzi and you're on the back of a ski and you're filming and he's you know this guy, Carl Rothman. the third, third person, yeah, there, by the way. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going George Costanza <laughs> style here. It's... Um, it's um, you're making George angry. <laughs> no, but, mate, if you were filming on the back and you know Koa Rothman is Koa Rothman. You're in Hawaii. He's the son of Eddie Rothman, the king of the black shorts of Hawaii in the 80s. Mate. Dahui, bruh. The, the Dahui, mate. Like, if he Surfers says, good, huh, Vince? don't release my wave Not bad. until I've released it, you'd be like, yes, sir, no worries at all. Is there anything else I can do for you? Like, you'd be absolutely signing your plane ticket out of there if you said nah fuck you i'm just gonna it's my footage i'll do what i want with it so that's my theory on it um on coas at least yeah possibly yeah well you wouldn't want to cross the rothmans would you surely even in this day and age of cameras and not being able to beat each up beat people up as willingly as they used to without (laughs) getting caught there'd still be an element of 
you don't fuck with the Rothman, surely. Don't don't go and steal his thunder from his vlog. Yeah. That he's you just yeah. wouldn't. You just wouldn't. Yeah, but they're if, all mates, though. Like Willie saying. Yeah, so, exactly. So you wouldn't because as mates. a um like one if one of us that went over there and started filming, there's absolutely no chance that we'd get anything. And and yeah, they'd be coming and knocking on the door. Hey, bro. Yeah. Here's your footage, bro. <laughs> exactly. And take your whole thing. So, so just on vlogs, Willie, do you watch, do you watch any, mate? Not a lot. No, I'm not I'm not a professional not a vlogger. No, nah, I I do if if something comes up just on Just watch your own Willie TV. Pretty much most of the time on the big screen at repeats. home. I make Sarah <laughs> yeah. watch it when we before <laughs> yeah. we go to bed. Sit down with a not wife naked yeah. and just, and just oh. Willie hey, TV. Hey, love, you haven't seen this episode. <laughs> we really need to see this one. Dylan's done a great job with editing yeah. on this one. We got to watch no, it together. No. Now, yeah. look, the most of my content these days comes from Insty. So yeah. And then I'll click through from there. If there's something that real, I'll go to IGTV and watch that. Do get a bit through Facebook as well, mm. and then obviously you get your, you know, you get your hits from Beach Grit and uh, and Stab and mm. all that. Your little e letters, EDMs that come out. And if there's something that interests me, boom, I'll click yep. on it and watch it. But I do I follow vlogs religiously of one person? No, I don't. It's just a spread. Well, yeah. they're pretty new, yeah. to be honest. Really, yeah. the full vlog thing that you kind of can't keep across the mall because there's so yeah. many of them. Yeah, they're, they're mostly Hawaiians. Really, yeah. 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 Wow, Carl Rothman, Jov. Well, Jov put out a good one. Unless you're Azzy, you got enough time to watch all these. Yeah, I know. Leonardo Andrew Couch. Leonardo Fioravanti's got one. Oh yeah, yeah. Italian. Well, Jamie O's was good on the same swell. Uh, I thought it was interesting that he said he hasn't towed since two thousand seven. Really? Uh, I mean, well, probably on a board he tows in on like all those other weird things on, on yeah. the winch. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and I also liked how he sort of picked his own outer reef. It wasn't quite as quality mm. as the other ones. It was still yeah. huge, but it was just nice to see a bit of variety. I thought yeah. it was cool. Yeah. Him and Ben um, Gravy and um, uh. Kalani Chapman, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that was that was good. Mm. Um, and back to what T Bone was saying, how he thought John John got the best one. You're probably referring to that huge barrel where Left. he almost made, and Kelly the foam ball grabbed jump. his fins and threw him off. That actually wasn't John John Florence. Same color board, same color. Um, John John made vest. one similar though. He made one that wasn't as deep or quite as round. It was still no, probably quite, yeah, one still of the best ones. Him and, him and Coa definitely got the best ones, mm. makeable ones. Third, Mikey Wright, fucking sick oh, mulleted fuck Aussie Mikey, legend. Jesus. Probably got the third best one, in all honesty. That was a surprise, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a surprise. But I, everyone thought that really huge, deep barrel, that hands down would have been the best wave of the winter, the wave of the swell, the wave of everything, was actually some other dude called like, Koali Berry or maybe Ruby Berry's Hawaiian counterpart. I don't know. Maybe. But uh, it wasn't actually John John. Everyone thought it was because it said same colour board, same colour vest. So that's why I was um, ripping in here before, too, man. Oh, fair enough, man. Yeah, speaking Sorry, of sick Sorry efforts, that, before we go on, I just want to... Um, did you guys see any of the cricket last night, the Big Bash? Did you see that catch? Uh, no. Ben Lachlan's catch. Fucking mental. Uh, some big... Cricket th- yeah, thing yeah. going on right now with the no, yeah. I was watching celebrities get me out of here. That was I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm uh, doing this podcast, missing the Perth Scorchers. So oh. good luck, Scorchers. Um, yeah. Carry on, Tobo. No, what, mate. What about uh, Zeke Lau's vlog? Did you watch that one? Uh, he's, he's he's got a personality like a stale fish. As <laughs> he, he does, mate. So I don't watch it. I now. couldn't help myself because he was like, "I'm going to Honolulu Bay." He's never been there in his life. What? Got, yeah. That's what I thought was fascinating. This guy is a natural footer. He's, you know, Hawaiians 
answer to in this day and age to Sonny Garcia. He's a sick surfer. He's a competitive animal, mate. He's never surfed it before. Did this mission. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch this vlog. Plus, I'm injured, so I'm watching all the vlogs. But what I found, which probably really relates to what you're saying there, T-Bone, um, even though he's never surfed there before in his life, it was very evident from the footage in said vlog that it did not stop him one bit from paddling around like the oldest local you've ever seen and just taking every wave and snaking and, and just, you know, just making no, his you, presence you, You're felt. not going to Hawaii soon, are you, Adzi? No, no. Well, All right. Maybe. Now but, we're going- um, but then the other strange thing was, it turns out he was actually there the day before the big swell, so the start of the swell. Why didn't he stay? Why wouldn't I don't know where he went because the the vlog didn't have the next section of the next day of him at Himalayas or whatever. But I know for a fact from other vlogs, Leo, I can never say his name, Leonardo Fiorante, yeah, vlog he was master, in, right? Yeah, he was in. Oh, he's got too much time. He's been vlogging himself. Yeah, silly. <laughs> vlogging myself more than bloody woolly. In he a sure, hot, he sure wasn't you on the Mentawi's bloody the, uh... boat trip toilet, mates. <laughs> 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 um, no, because the next day Honolulu Bay was absolutely cooking eight foot. Like Zeke Lowes was super fun four to six, but next day was eight and pumping. Why didn't he stay? There anyway, you go. So hey, there's um, my vlogs. Speak, that's Ben Iper swell. Speaking of um, videos and vlogs and stuff that have come out, I believe you've. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I Crossed. think Wooly's probably seen it. Have you seen it? The um, free scrubber video with Tommy Curran. Have you seen it, Wooly? Man, I watched uh, just over half, and then I was doing it on my phone. I went right. I'm, I'm going to stop now. I'm not going to watch. I want to watch the whole thing. On a screen, on a big screen, but I didn't get back to it. Right. So it's uh, it's it's on there. I watched, yeah, watched the first half or just over, and I've been doing board reviews on a twenty at the moment. And man, I was trying to summons my inner Tom Curran. How, <laughs> how amazing yeah. and how graceful has he aged? And mm. his surfing is just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Right? Now I know that uh, as he's got a bit of a review on this, but one thing I do want to mention you you might have mentioned this during the review but how classic is it that juxtaposition between his gracefulness and then the opening sequence on the rocks where he stacks it on the oh he yeah. fucking stacks it hard <laughs> doesn't he it does yeah yep hit it adzi okay so we got the review Couple free minutes. scrubber tom Curran. you got What's four minutes like? oh, four minutes i've got no chance of wrapping this up in four minutes but anyway yes uh i was sitting down with a mate from perth yesterday shout out to me mate robbo uh, who came down with a family and he went for a couple of surfs. Good on him. Uh, and then we may or may not have gone circa 96 style and punched a couple of hot ones before we settled in. The family happened to be uh, down the playground and we just, he's got two young kids. I got two young kids. What do you know? A couple get, of scrubbers watching. Yeah, just a couple. I mean, and lost mate, the kids. Mate, <laughs> and we're all of a sudden like, we got home from the beach and we're like, holy shit, there's no one here. And I'm like, fuck, Robbo, i got the best idea. Free scrubber, couple hot ones. On the big screen, key element. All right, mate. Not something that should be watched on the phone, you know? Like, uh, you need the big screen, especially for those drone angles and all that sort of stuff. And the first thing that me mate Robbo says, before it even starts, he goes, I wonder what board he's going to be riding. And I'm like, that's a good point because who the fuck knows what board he's going to be riding? It's Tom Curran. He's eccentric, you know, we have no idea. And then obviously it starts with that shot that Namu is saying it's a drone shot. It's all this soulful music and there's our answer. He's got a wooden, a lay, lay finless yeah. board. He's walking on and we're like, okay, we're going full. Snap tri- it in half. Yeah, we're going full <laughs> trippy. 
Tom Curran style here. And then what do you know? He slips over and snaps it. But, mate, it, it was staged, obviously. We rewound it like multiple times to see if he was stepping on a rock or the sand oh, or whatever. Jesus. And, uh, and, mate, the split was so clean. Like as if you're going to split he, it. You know. Was it funny? It was fucking great. I Ex- loved it. Move exactly. On. Yeah. yeah. No, we loved it. There was no doubt about it. So it. good. We absolutely loved it. But we were just intrigued as to because it caught us off guard, man. We we're pretty baked, you know. Like we just come from the shed. And we're like, whoa, what the fuck? Like Tom Curran was. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, uh, so baked, we replayed it baked about three times. Curran. May 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 or may not have been baked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, who as you or Tom Curran? Yeah. <laughs> they may or may not have both been baked. Yeah, probably. <laughs> But uh, no, it was it was bloody funny. Uh, it was a great way to start, and then um, mate, then it just cuts to this dreamy drone angle of this big warping aqua blue Mexican warping, point. It? it was warping. Mm-hmm. It had warps off the mm-hmm. rocks, and you're just waiting for one of them, and it threatened and threatened, and you're waiting for it to tube, mm-hmm. and then it didn't, and he's just cruising around, and the mm-hmm. colours was sick. Yeah. Um, I it loved, really I loved great... how that the shot of that was so really chaotic. Yeah, you know how it was. Like, you know, you see a lot of drone footage, and it's like following them perfectly. But this was obviously clearly meant to just be all crazy and right there, and then yeah, out of the shot, and yeah, it was well, good. Funnily enough, yeah, I did have a note right at the end of the opening wave. I sort of felt like the drone operator it. fucked it up. Yeah, he to be honest, he sure. missed the end. I reckon yeah. it was intentional. Okay, oh, same oh, as artistic. the slip on the rocks. Artistic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um. So. Yeah, anyway, mate. And then I also liked, uh, mate, I like he's just hanging out with some fat gutted dude waxing up his <laughs> mal in the background. I'm like, that's me back over there. They were in Mexico, weren't they? Yeah, they were in Mexico. He wasn't Mexican, but he was just some absolute legend. I'm like, who's, it's obviously one of Tommy's mates and, you know, he's no he's no pro or whatever. He's just, he's just the average punter like me and he's hanging out with Tommy. What a legend. Um, I think he's a board collector. Well, it's funny something you mentioned that, yeah, Wooly, yeah. because we, me and me mate Robbo, Googled it. Yep. Turns out he's a surfboard collector. Mm. But mm. by the end of the movie, we decided that um, he was probably also Tom's mescaline dealer. <laughs> and uh, we figured that the majority of his surfboard collection would be Tom Curran's boards. And that's how he's paying for said mescaline to uh, make movies as such as, uh, as trippy as that one. Uh, that was our theory. May or may not be true. That's what me and Robbo... This may or may not be true, but how off his fucking head is Tom Curran? (laughs) Seriously. In the best way. In the best way. Yeah. So that's what we were sort of figuring about his... uh, Bugs Arico was his name from Conejo Surf Resort in Mexico. So we we put all the... Because we were like, who is this guru? He's Mm. obviously just the masculine guy. You know, you're in the desert. That's what they do. Lick cactuses Mm. and shit. There's no (laughs) fogs out there, is there? Yeah. um, (laughs) Mate, it was bloody funny. Uh, Vaughn Blakey's got the Midas touch yet again. Uh, a la How good is he? Postcards from Morgan. Up the fucking swellians. Up the fucking swellians. He just can't do anything wrong. Him and Jed Mm. Smith. They're just surf culture Australia. This epic. Obviously, with Tom Curran, they're putting their fingers further afield into the American pie as well. Oh, um, I like it. You like that one? Fingers in the pie. <laughs> but, uh, mate, it was sick. Um, Some of your best work right there, so much Archie. funny stuff. Is, but has that I'll gone past what, four minutes already? Or? Well and truly. Yeah, 14. Told, he, he said 14. Yeah, well, I'm not even halfway through. Mate, <laughs> how was that fucking sec? That one wave 
so sick of Joey Tapel calling. Ah, oh, that's so card. good. And then some weird stiff dude just like <laughs> staring intensely down. staring at the TV. Yeah. And it just kept cutting back to his wave and Joey Tapel just calling it like, he's just trimming along. He's right in the perfect spot. He's one of the best people to ever trim. He's still <laughs> trimming. And Tom does nothing on this wave for yeah. 500 meters. Yeah. Just yeah. trims. Love but, it. Yeah, Joey Turpel, hats off. That was uh, really well done. And the editing to some, I don't know, it was just trippy. It was just masculine all over it, I thought. Mm. Uh, so I really love that bit. It was um, just some, yeah, the intense stare of some weird dude. I don't know. It was bloody awesome. All right, he's got two minutes, has he? Okay, so... Uh, Mate, then it hits the last section, which is the solid section. Picks uh, up a little bit on the point there. Oh, mate, and it was solid. And you look at those drone footage and it's like big, thick Mexican South Pacific lines rolling in. Uh, well, is that North the Pacific same joint South- where they had that search no, contest CT? No, no, definitely not. No? And okay. this brings me to my next point, which <laughs> I, I've been to Mexico uh, a couple of times and surfed. Why don't you tell us about it? Well, he- no, we were getting there. <laughs> There's many things I can tell you about Mexico. May or may not have You have. <laughs> but I'm still on the review here. Okay. Okay. Um, when I was in Mexico, one thing that dawned on me, which is clearly evident in what T-Bone said here, um, why is there any natural-footed American surfers in Indonesia? That was the question that popped into my head. There's like 25-plus, 500-meter-long, warm-water, super-consistent tubing point breaks in Mexico right on their doorstep. They can drive down in their big trucks, and it made, I remember being there going, mate, I would never go to Indo. If I was in California, I'd never go there. I'd just go to Mexico. It's fucking I think mental. they do. There is so many point breaks. Well, you get shot over there, don't they, mate? No, not the if cartels. you play your cards right. No, you don't no, see any natural footers in Indo. You play your cards right. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, mate, it's like anywhere. You know, you, mm. you go in the big cities, you mm. go out on the piss mm. and nightclubs and that, you'll probably find trouble, you know? Like, <laughs> if you're down just doing the surfing thing, in the middle of fucking nowhere, keeping mm. a low profile, yeah. not going out, just surfing. You, the yeah. chances are you're not going to have any yeah. trouble. I never had any trouble. Someone stole my water once at this isolated river mouth. There was a yeah, a bottle of water, and that's that was it, mate. That God, was my, I had someone steal my thongs the other day at Bears. <laughs> oh, there you go. See, so Bears is worse than Mexico, straight <laughs> up, <laughs> pretty much. But mate, um, one thing that was different was this uh, thing was it was ninety five percent drone footage. Yeah, which. There was some fantastic drone shots that really gave that perspective because you could see the wave. There was only one filmer, by the way. Only one dude yeah, did the lot. Yeah, I was pretty... I, I gathered that. I was one assuming dude. that. Yeah, um, one guy. Yeah. Um, Robbo chipped in. Maybe there was budget issues, uh, which is fair enough. There was about two or three water shots uh, and the rest was drone. There wasn't one land angle in the whole thing, which was good for some bits where they really covered the point. And showed you just how dreamy, especially on yeah. some of the real small ones, showed you just how dreamy the lineup was, how they're peeling up onto the sand and that. But I just would have liked it. This of wasn't a planned edit. This wasn't it planned happened, at all. Though. It just happened. Yeah. It was one guy with Tom Curran yeah. in Mexico during COVID. Yeah. He had a drone. They it was all him. Had, had an iPhone. And, this just happened. and they just. <laughs> yeah. iPhone and a drone. Uh, so that filmer was. And a dream. Potts. Um, mates, um, yeah, it was. It, it was. Bloody good. I mean, we all loved it. How could you not love it? Tom Curran's a star. Oh, it's a great, guru. great little fifteen minutes. It was fantastic, uh, mate. Out of ten, entertaining. It was easy going. It was easy listening with all the little keyboard things that, of Tom Curran. 
with like dreamy, sick fun surf, all round enjoyable video. You could watch it multiple times. Um, well, when you bait, you probably could, Adzi. Yeah, <laughs> mate, <laughs> mate. If you can't watch a surf movie more than once, it's fucking shit. I mean, how often? How many times did we all watch Momentum? A hundred, two hundred. How many times you watch Mad Wax? Exactly. How many times watch Lubrication One, Two, and Three? <laughs> exactly. But um, oh, I think you can only do them once. <laughs> mate, you could, it's a sort of it's a sort of vid you could stick on your TV on YouTube oh. while you're having a barbie or something. Let yep. it roll in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, out of ten, mate. Out of ten, I gave it seven and a half out of ten uh, because I just I don't know how long he was there. You were telling me four months, but I, I don't know if that's true because he was there for a while. Such a consistent place. In four months, you must have got at but it's least Tom Curran, 10, though. six to eight foot days. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, why was there no, so much uh, small stuff? Yeah. Um, it should have been more of the big stuff. But it's anyway. like Tommy said during that, during, I hope I don't spoil it for you, Willie, but he's over the search. He'd be quite happy to peel the search sticker off. Yeah, I mean, that's he's, what he said. He's, yeah. he's not out to make surf movies. No, and I know. Just, but, uh, but that was, was funny when it tube. Yeah. Mm. Chandelier, 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 yeah. chandelier, angry chandelier. But, yeah. <laughs> but was that just part of the funny edit? Maybe. Or is that Tom Curran's real thoughts? And the beauty of it is, no one's ever going to know because he's such an enigma. Who fucking yes, knows? Yes, an yes, enigma yes, wrapped something. in a mystery. And I was in Mexico, just quickly. Oh, you got um, two minutes for this one. Oh, shit. So I looked up uh, Punta Caneo. Uh, where he was surfing and his masculine dealer um, owns the resort. Um, it's very Alleged close to... Allegedly. Uh, yeah, we're just making that up. Very close to Selena Cruz, yep. which is a, a big populace. It's a big city. Uh, Selena Cruz has a lot of surf camps. They run... It's like the Mentowies, except it's on land. And instead of boats, they have those huge F-350s. And they're like dual cab, except you fit... Four in the front, four in the back, and the tray is big as our normal yep. car. It's yep. there, and they're getting around, and they're running these surf resorts, and you've got to be in one of them, or you've got to pay the locals. You can't just go within about 50 k's of Selena Cruz. There's a bunch of points. You can't just turn up, apparently, and surf. You need to be paying these guys or on one of these tours. So I thought it was interesting that that point break – was so close to Selena Cruz, yet there was hardly any people out, which is that a COVID thing probably well, because normally well, the that more... local thing, surely. Yeah, it must be because the closer you get to Selena Cruz, the more of these guys are driving around these big F trucks with, you know, eight surfers in them and, and, it's, and it's quite crowded and the waves are sick. Um, I never went down to those areas around Selena Cruz because I had my own little gig and I had this little renter car that I bought uh, that I hired in Porto Escondido. And I headed south down towards Selena Cruz, but there's a whole bunch of other point breaks that I don't even know what their names were and, and some are big names, you know, the search one and all the rest of it. Anyway, I got this little two-wheeler. The guy's like, mate, look after it. You know, it's it's not a big hire car company. Just going for a yeah. toilet stop. Yeah, he's, he's just, mate, he's like, look after me car. It's just some like guy making a business in Porto Escondido. It wasn't like Hertz or bloody you know one of these things like yeah yeah no worries so anyway i go down i drive like a couple of hours down the coast uh pull up at this uh spot i think it's called la punta and uh and they got a couple of their about three point breaks right there and i'm staying in some shack and i'm it's all good and i got this little two-wheeler car this little red thing 
And then I'm looking on Google Earth and I'm like, shit, there's three point breaks, 20 Ks down the road. I don't know what they're called, but mate, I can see them and they're right next to each other. It's one point, then they're like a hundred meter headland and another point, hundred meter headland, another point. And I'm like, I'm going to go find that thing. And the internet um, uh, signal wasn't that good. So I screenshotted them and then I just drove where I could by myself in this little two-wheeler, stinking hot Mexico. I go through these villages. I head out onto this mud flat. And I sort of bash my little render car through this bit of a mud straight thing. And, and I get as far as I can go. I'm like, okay, I've got to walk from here. So then I get me a bottle of water and my backpack, my hat, and I lock up my little crapola box. And it's just in the middle of the jungle in Mexico, you know. And I, and I walk out, mate, and I surf three point breaks. I walk <laughs> to the furthest one I can. And I keep my backpack on while I'm surfing. <laughs> and they weren't epic, but they were like 200 meters long and three foot and pretty bloody fun. No one at any of them. And I surfed the furthest one for a bit. And then I paddled the headland because my car's back there. I'm not going to come in and walk. Paddled the headland into another 300 meter long right hand point break. Surf that for like half an hour and then ride it to the end. Paddle around the headland and then surf the last one into the beach. Walk back, but mate, I cane the car. I got bogged. I had to wave down to some young kids from the local village to help me push me through the mud flaps. I busted the front bumper, one of those plastic things, right off. Totally cooked it. And um, I get back and I'm like, oh man, these Mexicans are going to staunch me for some serious coin. Like the front nose cone's fully hanging off. And I'm like, oh man. And there's like mud everywhere. And I'm like, right. So I go down the local place i clean it all up and then i get i buy a roll of duct tape and then i I buy i find red silicon of all things right because the car's red and i'm like how am i going to stick this car back together so uh, i've sort of lost track here sorry well you went for a piss mate what do you expect so we're in mexico in the deep jungles of mexico my car's falling apart and then uh mate i'm like what am i going to do so i buy i find red silicon i don't even know where you get red silicon but I found some. I silicon up this bumper. Was this I, some free scrubber? <laughs> I, I cover. I've, I latch it all up with duct tape. Like I'm talking two rolls of duct tape. The car is covered in duct tape because I want the silicon to dry so the duct tape's holding the car together. I'm about 150k south of Puerto Escondido and I'm doing all this stuff. And then this guy comes up to me and he goes, hey, man, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing, mate. And uh, he's like, what do you do to your car? And I'm like, oh, what do you care? And he goes, you don't remember me, do you? And I'm like, no, nah, who are you? And he goes, I'm the guy you hide the car off, man. And I'm like, oh, fuck. What are you doing down here? He's like, he's like oh, I had to go down to Selena Cruz. And I'm just, I had to fess up to him. And I said, look, mate, I've fixed it. It's all good. And uh, anyway, that's one of many Mexican <laughs> stories I've got. Yeah, I just can't believe I got sprung 150Ks out of town, bodging up a car. I did such a good job too. By the guy. By, By the, the guy. guy. Hide anyway, I'm done. You guys, go. Thanks, Adzi. Um, all right, so these guys have got to get on the roads and uh, other things. So let's go to the Clive Palmer Cup. Any nominee? Uh, Willie, you're across the Clive Palmer Cup, man? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see you've changed the name from. Uh, from yeah, a, from we had a little bit of resistance yep. from Curios. Yep. Um, yeah, we could actually probably call it a day. Um, no, that Dokovic Cup, if you don't tell <laughs> Well, I was thinking you call it the Bernard Tomic Cup because apparently nah, the Curios went good. and started ripping into Tomic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm anyway, like, geez, we've got we'll options. Keep, we'll keep Clive. We'll so you've only got the Clive Palmer Cup nomination. Um, I do, I do. And um, 
apparently we had a, a, a very minor shark bite um, at Gracetown today. Little little foot nibble. And I, I, I can't I can't confirm this but you hear that one, Willie. No. But but what my intel tells me is that the shark alarms were going off and people didn't want to leave the water. Really? I don't know if it was this particular person that stayed in the water. I can't confirm that, but I do recall, I think, Nami, when we were uh, surfing a, a break um, a couple of months ago, yep. when the shark alarm goes off, leave the fucking water. Get out of there. When we were walking back up the beach, there was a young family, some guy had his board under his arm, his wife was carrying a two-year-old. With the alarms going off With the alarms him. going off, going surfing, I think. Fucking... Don't be a hero. Don't be a hero. Do the right thing. Get out of the water. So... Luckily, we had a um, well. Luckily, this person survived this bite um, today in in Gracetown. So um, that's my Clive Palmer. You hear yeah. the fucking alarm? Get the fuck out of the water. One Get out of the water with that theory, and this is not well researched. But I read uh, an hour or so ago that locals believe it was a wobby gong, and I'm pretty sure they're not tagging wobby gongs. Well, they would. They would. Nah, would have. Well, the alarm went off, so it must have been a tag shark of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Will so they tag the wobby gong? <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Are they tagging wobby gongs? I don't think so. No, nah, it might have been. It would have been a chopper spot. Yeah, right. Uh, I've. I actually don't have anything for the Clive Palmer. I've got a couple of Steve Irwins, but no Clive Palmers. Mate. But I actually just Clive Palmer. Full stop. Yeah. Okay. The guys, That's, a muppet. That's perfect. Will he actually? Um, uh, I know you mentioned to me about Clive Palmer. You did have a bit of a. Um, I go at Clive Palmer a while ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I may have got a little upset when I saw him wasting money in uh, in a lot of marketing, and when I got one dropped into my uh, letterbox, and I just thought, mate, beat it. Yeah. <laughs> keep you over your it. side. We'll keep on our side. You're not welcome. What? Stop yeah. wasting your money. Go and trees. Go and it was in my letterbox. It yeah. was offensive, and I um. I just thought, mate, go and start a soup kitchen or something with your money. Stop yeah. being a pest. Makes, we don't want you here. Make some good stuff happen. Exactly. Anyway, so Clive Palmer, yeah, you've got Clive Palmer Award from me. There That's you it. go. Well, I was just down the beach having a swim. Didn't really have a Clive Palmer. Bumped in a Tony Saffa. Uh-huh. And I said, last night. Yeah. And uh, I said, Tony, I'm, I'm short on Clive Palmer's. What do you got? He nominated tourists in the okay. down south region. Uh, we know it's... There's pros and cons. It's a tourist economy. We live down here. We all love the tourists coming down. And Anything in particular? Well, he did. I think I know what it is too. Like the coffee shop thing. He's got a line up for his coffee. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, it wasn't just that. He had to line up for his mate. Car parks have been at an absolute premium to yep. go for a swim at the beach. Mm. It's so hard to get a car park. But it's summer holidays, Christmas holidays. People can't go overseas. You know, there's no point getting too worked up about it because it is what it is and they're pumping money in the economy. But it was Tony, he did claim that he was in a coffee shop in Dunsborough and if the line wasn't bad enough, something happened with one of the customers where they just assumed that he was working there and gave him their litter to dispose of while he was just a working man. He, he runs a refrigeration business. He's not in the coffee business. And uh, yeah, some, some some tourist just decided that uh, it was Tony's job to get rid of their rubbish and gave it to him. Here's my litter. Yeah, so uh, I'm nominating tourists on behalf of Tony Saffer. Um, but uh, it's all good. So that's mine. What about there yours? You go. Tony Saffer, the Saffer meaning uh, South African or South yeah. African? Yeah. Tony Van S. Yeah. So, and he's complaining about tourists where? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he made a couple of 
quasi Australian Zoe, so no, he's all good. <laughs> but mate, he he also said, look, it's in jest. We all know that we live in a tourist town, so uh, yes. You know. Which brings me to my Clive Palmer Cup nomination. That dog shit, isn't it? No, no, not this week. <laughs> Now we Every second week, now we, we all do dog shit. Well, <laughs> own, dog owners that leave the dog shit on the beach. They always shit on his. I'm feet. with you. I'm yeah, with you on that. That's so annoying. It's, just, yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. Not, not keen on dog shit. Um, so you hear about all the localism in Hawaii. You hear about all the localism in Spain and all the all the other areas. Um, my Clive Palmer Cup nomination goes to all the the tourists again. That as he was talking about, they're coming down this way. And not fucking behaving themselves. I mean, in the lineup, you mean? Yeah, hundred percent. There just seems to be a, a in the last five years or so, there seems to be a, a, a reduction in the etiquette uh, of surfers in the area, um, visiting surfers, and um, yeah, it's starting to piss me off. So, if uh, if you're surfing, don't and someone's um, been waiting for a while, don't paddle past them, take the next wave. That's pretty much the simple rule. Um, if you, if someone's inside you that have been waiting there longer than you, don't drop in on them and just remember to respect each other in the water. It's, you know, it's been a few sort of fisticuffs and stuff in there. In there. <laughs> really? Thank yeah, fuck yeah. We've been beating people up again. WA, boys. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, no, no, seriously. Them, no, I just, no, not me. There's a couple of boys last night I had a chat with and they were, they were pretty, pretty upset about it. So, um, yeah, just do the right thing in the water. Don't, just be patient and take your turn. Mm. That's it. Interesting. But the Clive Palmer Cup this week goes to Clive Palmer. Thanks, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it simple. All right. Keep it simple. Keep it stupid. Um, Steve Irwin nominations. Steve Step Irwin salute nominations. T-Bone. Easy one. Easy one. Um, the North Shore lifeguards. Uh, during that uh, massive swell in Hawaii, I believe they... I mean, these these lifeguards are not like your average lifeguards down at... Um, Caught. Quite a slow beach. I was about to say, don't say yelling up beach because I believe they saved three people there yesterday in the strong summer swell. Well, okay, okay. So they were having. Well, a maybe I should give him my Steve Irwin, but the um, I know. I mean, uh, there's a couple of fame, well, well known, better well known North Shore lifeguards. One's Dave Wassell, but during that Ben Iper swell, I believe they saved eighty to a hundred people that were trying to battle the elements during that you know 25 foot day so it's crazy when you what they do on the north shore of hawaii so they're my steve Irwin salute for saving all those lives good on your lifeguards in hawaii Willie. mate i've actually i couldn't settle for one i've got two so apologies go for uh, it mate no, that's all apologies good. already but um, the better so first one dave mccauley for his quarantine antics oh, on yes. instagram <laughs> That robe, the tennis robe, how, how could you think that sitting in a hotel right, room right. with a robe and a tennis racket and tennis ball could be so entertaining for uh, 14 days? What a legend. <laughs> and the you funniest part so about good. it was all this bullshit with all the Austra- all the prof- world's professional tennis players quarantining in Australia at the same time and there was nothing but negative press coming off these guys and their demands and whatnot. And here's DMAC. Just, just practicing just tennis rule. every day <laughs> in his same hotel room. It was pretty classic. Yeah, it was right. really, really entertaining. And um, yeah, I, that that was my favorite stuff on the internet for the last fortnight. It was epic. <laughs> so I can't wait to talk to him about it. Um, the other one, the second one, um, Damon Easto. 
Bumped into him in the car park today. Bumped into him up north in winter. Just don't see him for years. Chat, hang out like we haven't, like we've never missed a day. Just what a fucking legend. He is just such yeah, an yeah. all-round good bloke. He is. And every time I walk away from hanging out with him, I just go, got to catch up with him more. So he, he, he gets a big tick from me too. He so it was great to see him today. He's a really good human. He's smart. Great He's Steve funny. Is there. He's super fit. Absolute hell man in the water. I believe Jake Patterson once quoted him. What did he say? He said, women want him, men want to be him. Oh, yeah. That's no, that it, was Ant-Man. That was Ant-Man. Yeah, was it? Ant-Man. Yeah, right. About Damon Easto. And, yeah. But when you speak to him, mate, he is the most humble, quiet dude. will crack a joke with anyone. He's a legend. Yeah, so, it was fair call. So, so good. And surfed yeah. with him today and hung out and talked woolly TV and board reviews and boards. And he's just, he's like, mate, keep going. I love it. It's unreal. Yeah, you know? and just, nice one. Just, just really good to hang out. Albert just seriously minutes, you know, like we did spend a bit of time today, but bumped into him. We can't get away from each other chatting shit at when we're coming in from June's up at Exmouth this year. And it's just really, he's just a legend he all is. around, you know, one of my favorite surfers ever yeah. saw him get that 65 footer at cow bombie that Oof. day. Watched that. I was on the way. I think Alfie was on the wave before or two ways before. And I was actually sitting on my ski and looked straight at that wave. And it's wow. just so embedded in on the my back memory. Of your ski that day. I think you and me and Alfie maybe teamed up. I think anyway. We, yeah, was it? Were you out there on that real yeah. big day? The yeah, day yeah, got that sixty-five footer. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you it was were. The epic yeah. day. It was the best day, day of days. Bit, yeah. That that day was a. Um, uh, and I'm feeling like Adzi now. I'm just taking the mic off when yeah. I'm meant to. No, I got a wine. Am I getting this? Special right? guest, oh, that, mate. that, that guest particular guest. They only do that to me. Okay, mate. So that particular day was. You know, I just brought it up with Damon today. It was. It was. Seriously, a highlight of my whole surfing life, watching and being a part of that day. It was just ridiculous, you know, like saw Damon get that one. Before the cameras got out there, Ant-Man got an absolute fucking smoker in the dark. And we I was, we were the second ski in the water and we were punching out to it and um, I saw... I saw Ant get this thing. I, I don't even. I couldn't even call how big it was. It was enormous, but no one got footage of it. No. And then Damon got one. And then after everyone had gone in, there's a bit of a rumor, but apparently Shane Jacko got a left that was as big as Damon's. And, really? And yeah, in the other, we went at three o'clock. We we're out there from dark till three. Yeah, I was but, seasick when I came. Oh in. man, I was busted <laughs> up. I actually was. Yeah. But yeah, that, that because day, I was I, breathing in the fumes of the jet ski the whole time, sitting on the back. As and well. you're you're on Alfie's old piece of shit. Or yeah, something that's probably right. Tying on my <laughs> tying on my good one. My brother-in-law Brad was on the back with you. Was on maybe driving, he was driving me. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I knew yeah. it had something to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we yeah. um. Yeah, that day was just so was you know insane. when you when you talk about big swells and I mean it was offshore from yeah daybreak there was no wind I remember for like that eight Ant- hours it was unbelievable I remember that Ant Man wave because we everyone was in in the dark at the boat ramp yep. it was fucking some serious butterflies going on Alfie was wigging out barking orders at me because I took too long to get my camera gear together <laughs> and. Right. Which is standard, you know. As he does. Yeah, yeah. But that's, mate, that's to be expected when you're about to go and tow into open ocean bombies, you oh, know, like yeah. you're on edge. And as I pulled up, I'd never been out there. And the very first thing I see is Ant-Man just tracking down this oh. monster. And I just, it just blew me away. I'd never seen a wave half as big as that before, let alone what I, and I just was like, holy fuck. 
I'm in a yeah. whole new realm out here. It was, it was an exciting day. Next level. So, oh, so exciting to be a part of that stuff in the early days of towing, you know. It was just yeah. amazing to be a part of it all. Oscar Adrian, Dino Adrian's yeah, yeah, got younger brother, got up, that got huge that crazy big double, double up barrel. barrel with Classic. Was there a helicopter in yeah, the picture there was a, as well? There's there's a helicopter. <laughs> there was a plane <laughs> circling. Yeah. There was like there's 15 no drones. tow teams. There was... Yeah. I think Ben Melville may have ended up there in a rubber ducky as well. Yeah. Like there that was dude just... in the jet boat who always gets around in Margaret River. Yeah, he yeah. was out there. Yeah, there was a jet boat guy. Mate, yeah. it was like World at Water yeah, World. It was insane. <laughs> it was, it was so right sick. at the peak of when Cow was sort of. It was before, it, I think, way before everyone was towing the right. The right wasn't even being touched back no, then. No, the right wasn't known. Yeah. We it was, Cow was the pinnacle. And that day, like that was measured, that one of Damon's at 65 feet. He yeah. won the award for the biggest wave in the Southern Hemisphere. For the second time. S- seriously, have a good look at what goes on in big wave surfing that still stands up today there's a huge yeah, poster of it down at the local Caves. corner store at yeah, yeah. As well. yeah. Mm. uh well definitely at andy's and it's uh yeah it's on the da louis yeah on the louis poster the, yeah, yeah yeah the louis poster louis boards yeah da louis who was a an epic shaper and i'm, I'm assuming he still is will he yeah yeah he's yeah. kicking around i think he's shaping over living around byron gold coast oh now. is he yeah 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 right yeah from what i understand but yeah he shaped for me at star for Number of years we had a shaping bay in the basement that we were talking about oh, yeah. uh, downstairs, yeah, oh, in Perth. In the city. Yeah, I remember he was giving Taco all his hell toe boards, and up north those two were teaming up and yep. getting mental shit. Yeah, he was a good dude. There you go. So anyway, there's my uh, Steve Irwin. Classic. Cool. With yeah. a little, nice little Adzy tail added on the end just to yeah. just string it out a bit yeah. further. <laughs> Did you give us one yet, Adzy? I, I can't remember. Look, you think I have, haven't you? But I, I actually do. haven't. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, fuck, I've been talking that long. He must have nominated one, but I didn't. Mate, I'll keep it quick. I am going to nominate Kevin Merrifield. Oh, yeah. uh, Legend. He just turned 83 two days ago. No, we no. are lining him up for a podcast, possibly even tomorrow afternoon, but it may be a while before it uh, gets released in the airwaves. Uh, mate, I read a book uh, about him that was really just for his family, not for anyone else. But, mate, he's just a war horse. The book was sick. Uh, anyone that knows him or knows of him, people that don't, he was one of the very first surfers in yelling up history in the early 50s. He was a hell footy player. He was East a hard Perth. man. He played very Perth, didn't he? It's Subiaco. Subiaco. He shot. Don't, do not yeah, mention that Subi. tomorrow. He will Well, I'm a Subi fan, so yeah. well, lifelong Lions fan. So yeah, yeah, that's I'm, rough. I'm don't mention that. that. Uh, he's 83, but I'm pretty sure you're 6'4". He'd fuck he's me still, up. He would yeah. fuck you up. Yeah, he's yeah. a weapon. <laughs> There's no doubt. Mate, the guy can't even stand up anymore. Uh, but he refuses to ride a bodyboard. Still he just gets these big eight-foot pintail thrusters made up. He's got his helmet on. He can't hear like proper deaf. He needs to plug ears on when he gets in. Uh, and he goes out at eight-foot margies and just paddles in and just lays down and rides him, mate, because he just loves it. And he gets his ass handed to him. He gets washed in, and he's 83, and he's wow, still doing it. Mate, if that's not a Steve Irwin salute, I don't know what it is. WA Surf level. Royalty. Yeah. And hopefully, we'll right have there. a full story on him coming soon. Yeah, look forward to um, having a chat with Kev um, shortly. Yeah, no, that's a great Steve Irwin salute nomination there, Adzi. Uh, I've got one, and it goes to Justine DuPont. Um, oh, I think she oh, yeah, is cool. she French? You would think so. I think she might be French. She's French. Yep. That barrel yeah. at Jaws. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? That's absolutely mental. Um, so, she gets my nomination. Um, if you haven't seen it, go have a look at it. It, it is proper, legit, Billy Kemper style, massive tube. 
Um, but yeah, I think we should give it this week to Kevin Merrifield. Yeah, sick Kevin Steve Merrifield on the winner. Hey, <laughs> now, um, last comments, boys. I know that we've got to uh, shake things up a bit now and uh, get moving with uh, other things today. So, T-Bone. No, no mate. Stoked to have you in here, Willie. I don't think we even really scratched the surface on, on, on a lot of stories. but yeah. um, I think Willie's got way more to offer, but it was good to have him here. Yes, no, no, no. I hope you'll be back, Willie. Uh, exactly. Any last comments before you go, Matt? Nah, just thanks, boys. And um, yeah, just uh, keep up the good work. It's really good to see where you guys have got to now. And if you've got this far already, and how long has it been since the first episode? Year and a half or so. Year and a half, year yeah. And a half. So you got, got to this... Um, absolute form of professional uh, production that we're at today. Imagine, what the, the, shed. imagine right. what the next couple of years is going to look like. Running so keep up the good work and it's and it's epic. And one of the things that I really get out of podcasts is listening to stories that I didn't know yeah, and, yeah. and educating myself, you know, with you guys, it's great because it's West Oz, whether it's um, listening to you guys or listening to the crew on the East Coast or listening to the Californian guys and listening to all these stories that – here I'm thinking I'm a surfer that knows everything, and it's just not the case. There's yeah. so much so more data out there that I want to mm. uh, listen and want you guys to get out of people, so we can all, so I can spend my two hours in the car driving <laughs> from Perth to Mandurah every day <laughs> listening to podcasts. So bring it on, keep That's up the good work, boys. Thanks, cheers, cheers, thanks for having me. Great having you, mate. Adzi, last words, uh, mate. How good is down south? It's summer. It's been hot. I've been swimming at the beach. There's people everywhere. Everyone's loving it. Yeah, and the swell's been pouring in, and people have been surfing, and mate, the summer holidays are coming to a wrap. Um, yeah, today back to school Monday. Everyone's yeah heading back to school and all that, but mate, it's been a good summer, so uh, roll on. Yeah, absolutely. So Shit, um, it's cooled down, isn't it, boys? It has mm, cooled down. It's, nice it's been now. absolutely warm in here. Uh, I noticed T Bone stopped lactating now. <laughs> stopped lactating. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Dylan He's been filming um, And you, sweating his ass off as well We'll just edit Before that goes on the YouTube channel Anything to do with my snorkel Gets edited out Alright <laughs> Happy uh, for the podcast Not going on the YouTube channel We're for kids only Well look It may or may not have happened So you know, Yeah well uh, Yeah well I'll have a think about that one And have a chat with Adzi um, Willie thanks for coming on board mate It's been a pleasure Having you on Barrel Surf Podcast my name is Namu, and um, we've had T-Bone and Adzi with us, obviously. And, uh, yeah, keep safe, keep keep trucking along, and we'll catch you next time on Barrel Surf Podcast. Yeah, boys. Yeah. Yeah.